Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. Come on, Facebook, go live. It's thinking about going live. Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series. I'm your host, Lauren Sweeney, the Vice President of Business Development here at Rise Up For You. Let me tell you about our guest, Joe, and then we'll bring him onto the show. We're really excited that he is here today, and he's going to be talking about us leveling up who we are, and I know that that's so important to our brand as well. Well, he, Joe Evangelist, is the host of the Legacy Blueprint podcast, and he's a high-performance coach with over 5,000 hours of coaching experience under his belt. His mission is to assist entrepreneurs, business professionals, and real estate investors alike in exercising their true power and finding their hidden potential to achieve more success, more wealth, and freedom than they ever thought possible. Joe creates life-changing transformation by providing clients with the tools and strategies needed to create unstoppable momentum and breakthrough obstacles. He's helped hundreds of business owners to build better teams and cross the seven, eight, and even nine figure mark. Well, let's welcome him to the show. Joe, we're really excited to have you on today. Thanks, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thanks for the intro. Absolutely. Well, tell me how you got started. How did you even begin back before you were a high performance coach? And then how did you move into that space? Yeah, no, I, I love that question. Uh, I, I got started by making thousands and thousands of mistakes and screwing up every way possible. And then I kind of I kind of fell into being a coach backwards. But I kind of give you the story. I, I was in the military for six years first. Uh, I was in construction my whole life. I grew up in the construction industry. Uh, my dad was a general contractor. So, um, you know, growing up, I was always on job sites and watching what he was doing. And, you know, he was the first uh, entrepreneur in the family. So I kind of knew at one level, at some point, I would always, you know, I wanted to become an entrepreneur and watching him grow his business. I knew one day, you know, I kind of wanted to be in construction in some way, shape or form. So um, I got lucky outside of high school. I realized that, um, you know, I wanted to serve. I wanted to give back. I wanted to join the military. And I got lucky, I say, because uh, I found out that I could actually do construction in the military, which I never knew I could do. And uh, so I joined the U.S. Navy Seabees um, pretty pretty much right out of, out of high school. 
And uh, the Navy Seabees, most people never heard of it, but uh, it's the construction battalions of the Navy. So I was actually able to be a builder in the Navy and actually go do construction in the Navy, um, fly all over the world. I've never been on a boat or a ship. And, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Navy Seabees are definitely a different uh, breed of, uh, of being in the Navy when you're there. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, yeah. shortly after getting out of that, um, got right back into uh, into real estate and construction and um, started my own thing and, um, you know, kind of became an entrepreneur. And, you know, it, it all started from there. I, you know, did a bunch of different businesses and, and, and started out in 2007, uh, arguably probably one of the worst times to get involved in real estate and started flipping houses and actually set out to flip houses and, you know, got caught in uh, 2008 with about four or five houses at that point um, after doing it the wrong way, you know, investing all of my own money, going to banks, putting 25% down. Uh, me and my partner at the time had all of our own money invested in those houses, ex expecting to flip them and make a windfall of cash. Of and, uh, you know, immediately had to, had to pivot, had to course correct, had to figure out what to do with them. And, you know, lucky enough, we were able to stabilize them, put tenants in place, um, get, get the, um, the 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 meat of the mortgage covered um but we weren't able to get our capital back out you mm -hmm. know so we had to uh we had to shift we had to figure out how to how to survive at that point and so you know fast forward four or five years from that point and um you know now now i'm a landlord never really planned on being a landlord um i i actually was flipping houses at that point because the market softened enough we were able to buy them at the right price and we were able to resell them at the right price um, I had a, a, an entire real estate team, um, you know, a brokerage team of, of retail uh, commission-based realtors working for me. And I had my license and I was selling real estate. I was bartending nights and weekends. I mean, I was just doing everything. I was wearing seven, eight hats at the same time. And, um, you know, that's when I really, um, you know, felt major, major pressure. You know, I was doing really, really well. Um, I felt like, you know, everybody felt like I was successful. Everybody was saying that, congratulations, you're killing it. It's amazing. <laughs> you're doing it. But yeah. I never felt successful. You know, I felt like I had to put in more hours. I, I did 80 hours a week. It wasn't enough. I'll do the 90 next week and more deals and more contracts and more things. You know, and at that point, I also had two young daughters and a new and a new wife and two dogs and a new mortgage. And, you know, um, I just felt myself chasing Lauren. I just, you know, constantly they couldn't keep up with it, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I knew something had to change. Like I had built myself a lifestyle of just a really, really terrible job, you know, just multiple jobs in different directions and, you know, yeah. constantly working to try to keep up. And, you know, I, I, I felt like I had money, but I never had money. You know, I was always making money, but I never had money. It would come in, come in one door and go out the other door. And, um, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything right. And, you know, I, I pretty much almost had a midlife crisis in my early thirties, you know, and, and that's when I realized I had to make a change. I had to make a shift. I had to do things differently. And I really, re I hit the reset switch and, and I, I started doing things completely differently. And it's kind of what ended up putting us in the position that we're in now with the businesses we have now. I love that. Well, it's neat too, because you're an authentic coach then you went through it. You, oh, yeah. you, you made all the mistakes, like you said, you turned it around to be successful. And even in being successful, you realized even that wasn't 
all that it was cracked up to be. And you still had to find ways to be good with yourself, have well-being, have a life, have your family. And now you're able to give that to others. We talk about that a lot. What would you say now your perception of success is? And I'm sure it's shifted over the years. I mean, my my personal uh, definition of success is constantly changing, but I think everyone's definition of success needs to be constantly shifting. And, you know, in order for us to find happiness, um, you know, happiness is, is, is literally defined by our life circumstances and our expectations being in alignment, right? So, you know, really one of the challenges for that I find for most of our clients is that they don't know what they want. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what outcome it is that they're trying to seek. And so, this, this chasing of trying to find success or trying to define happiness, um, that's what keeps people unhappy. It's the constant chase because if they have defined it at any given point in time, they may have already surpassed it. Now they're chasing something else and, and they're already past, they've already you know blown, blown past it. And so the challenge is that people are constantly, especially in today's day and age, they're constantly redefining what happiness is for them so often that they can't pinpoint it. And so we, we have this chasing shiny object syndrome that's so rampant in our society because people can't put a finger on it, right? They might be happy for a week and then they're like, I'm on to the next thing. Uh, and that's what keeps people kind of discontent. Yeah, I love that. Actually sitting down and stopping and going, all right, what is my definition of success look like right now? Or am I happy? Or what is even important to me? And allowing it to shift. But then I also hear allowing that introspection to take place and time to pause instead of just continuing on the hamster wheel. What are some, I want maybe a couple golden nuggets or one or two of your favorite strategies. If somebody's listening and we have a lot of entrepreneurs on here that you know, have a goal, have an idea, they feel stuck, or they, or maybe they're in a leader in a corporation. What's like one of your go-to hacks that you give for pushing past? Well, there's really five, but I can give you a couple of the top ones. Number, <laughs> the absolute top one that, that, that rings a bell that's the, the most important for people. I call it expand, but you know, what's the, what's probably the best, you know, entrepreneurial book that's been written in the last century. It's, it's the magic of thinking big, right? We have to reset what we think is possible, what we think is great, what, what our dreams are. Um, because so many of us, Lauren, are, are, are stuck in, in, you know, this self-limiting doubt, the self-limiting belief, like too many people think I'm not good enough. I'm not capable. I'm too slow. I'm not educated enough. I don't, I don't have the ability. I don't have the the, the experience. Uh, you know, it's too risky. I'm not capable. And we and we tell ourselves these things. And what's happening is we're actually rationalizing why it is that we're not capable, right? We all have this 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 weird inner voice that happens when we have a big idea, right? Like I don't know where you have your big ideas. I I generally have them in the shower when I'm driving, and you have these aha moments, and you're like, we should go do that. I should go do that, right? My team should go do that. And then immediately that voice starts telling you all these little lies, all these little reasons that you shouldn't do it, right? Well, what's happening when we're rationalizing, if you break that word down, we're actually telling ourselves rational lies about why we're not capable, why we're not, you know, we don't have the ability. And these are limiting beliefs that have either been taught to us through the years, maybe your family or your tribe or the people around you never did that. 
You know, for me, I had one entrepreneur growing up. It was my father. I, I didn't have anyone else to look at to say, oh, you owned a business. Show me how. He was the only one. Right. For some people, they've had no entrepreneurs in their life. They don't know what it's like to take any risk whatsoever. And everyone that they know had a nine to five. And so going out on your own and doing something like that is absolutely terrifying uh, for someone that has, doesn't have anyone to look up to in that in that way. Um, but it doesn't have to be just being an entrepreneur. It could be, you know, going out and starting a new hobby or, or, or you know, investing in something different that you don't know. Right. We're going to have these rational lies that we tell ourselves. And it's for one purpose, Lauren. And that's because your brain is not wired for success. OK, mm -hmm. your brain is wired to keep you alive. And that is it. Right. Your subconscious is trying to keep you breathing. Right. It's not it's not built for you to go out and succeed or to level up or to, for greatness. Right. It's to keep you alive. And so we have to recondition and reprogram. You know, what are our values? What do we see as a glass ceiling? What are the obstacles in our way? And how do we talk to ourselves to control that inner voice? So those limiting beliefs don't become so limiting. I love that reminder that literally our brain is set to protect us. And mm -hmm. whether we think a tiger is coming after us, which doesn't really happen to me very often, yep. <laughs> or we think a client's going to say no, and that'll be scary. The brain is there to protect us. And sometimes those people that love us are there to protect us too. And yep. so when they feel or our brain feels there's a potential threat, it shuts us down. And so rewiring our thought process about what we want to go after. I love that. Tell me more about when you potentially feel stuck or even when you have to pivot. So even in the little short version of your you know, history, you told me three major pivots you had to make. What mm -hmm. had you not just throw in the towel? Was it just like, well, we put all this money into it. We got to make it happen. Or was there something else going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that, too. So it, I, I start out with an analogy like this. Right. What happens when you have a friend who plans a trip to Mexico? Right. They know every little detail right they know the plane they're flying on the seat they're sitting in how they're getting to the airport how they're getting to the hotel they know the view of their hotel are they going poolside are they going oceanside are they going courtside right you know they know if uh you know wh when their reservation is you know for each restaurant where they're going they know rain days rain delays they know if they're going snorkeling or they're going hiking right they know every little component about their one week trip to Mexico. But if you ask people, Lauren, what do you want in life? Like, what do you want? What do you want in business? What do you want for your family? People just draw a blank. They can't answer the question, right? And so what's missing is in their strategy, you know, anybody can help you get from point A to point B, reverse engineer it and draw a map. But the problem is that people, like we said earlier, they don't know what point B is. Yeah. Right. So you can't create an outcome if you don't know where you're going. You know, it's like going to an airport and saying, well, just give me a ticket. Well, where do you want to go? Ah, anywhere. You're not going to end up in a place that you want to go. Right. And so Jim Rohn has this amazing. Uh, he talks about five years from now, you're going to end up in either a predetermined or an undetermined location. So many people are walking through life like zombies. They're just going to end up in that undetermined location, or they're going to end up very, very a same place that they're at today, right? Five years from now, it's going to be the same thing. And then they wonder and they regret, well, why didn't I do th things different? Why didn't I plan? Why didn't I set goals? Why didn't I start doing that thing five years ago when my mind was sharper and my body was in better shape and I felt better and I had the energy? And then it's always, you know, why didn't I, right? So 
I think the biggest thing that's missing for a lot of folks to be able to pin that together is creating a big outcome. So Jim says, in order to get to that predetermined location, that big dream, that big thing that we're chasing, when you create that outcome and you see it and you envision it and you can smell it and taste it and see it, it's going to drag you through the tough times. It's going to magnetize and pull you through the obstacles. So your question was, well, how did I pivot? How did I change? I knew one day I was going to be massively successful in real estate. I didn't care how it was going to happen, but I knew that I wasn't going to fail on the first five projects, right? Like my option was file bankruptcy or figure it the heck out. So I did plan B, right? I figured it out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and with the market collapsing around us, what did I do? Well, I, I bartended, I got my license, I did broker's price opinions. I, I did everything I, I had to do to be successful, to weather the storm. And, you know, we made a ton of money as a result, five, six years later, when the market started to correct and shift, right? I love that part of what you said too, is that you weren't, you didn't have an entitled mindset. Like, well, come on, why couldn't, it's everyone else is successful. Most of the time we don't see the five, six years of bartending on the sides. We only no. see you successful today and we're like, sign me up for that. We didn't see you putting in your own money. We didn't see mm -hmm. you doing it the wrong way and probably laying at night going, what did I do? You, of course, didn't see doing real estate during the crash. You didn't know the crash was coming, right? Yeah. So that mindset of, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I'm clear on where I'm going to get to. And guess what? You got there five, six years. And most people would say, if you can guarantee me, Joe, that I could get there in five, six years, I'll do it no matter what. Yeah. But we don't think about our end goal. Like it's going to happen. Like it's guaranteed. And because you yeah. thought about it that way, you visualized it, you were like all in it. It did come true. I love that. But here's the, here's the bigger picture that I like to make sure people understand. And I think it's super important. Once you've had a level of success, right? There is no there, right? I'm sure you know this. There is no like, there is no, you get to the top of the mountain, you take a deep breath and the, oh, I got to the top, right? I love to use like Conor McGregor as an example. He's one of the most prolific UFC fighters in history, but the guy loses all the time. What is he great at? Well, A, he's a great marketer and he's great at, you know, promoting fights and all this kind of thing. But what he's really great at is getting punched in the face and getting back up. He's great at he went in, broke his leg in the last fight, got back in the ring, right? Or got back on, on the camera and started promoting the next fight. Like he will continue to lose. And his record, he's not, he doesn't have a, a 25 and 0 record. You know, he will lose maybe as many fights as he wins. But the reality of it is that's what successful entrepreneurs do. They take chances, they get punched in the face every day. We're, we're, I'm getting punched in the face every day, as successful as I am. That's part of the process. Yeah. And so a lot of people look and they say, oh, well, you know, that person has made it to a certain level. They must be loving Elon Musk. I mean, this guy has come close to filing bankruptcy every project he takes on, right? Like, I mean, he's, he's worth $300 billion and he's close to bankruptcy every year, it seems like. And the reality of it is, you know, they're willing to risk it all to be successful and they're willing to take their punches. And that doesn't go away when you reach a certain level of success. Yeah. New level. You're, you're just new things that come up for you. Now, I know you have a great website and do you have anything on there that our listeners would you would recommend they go to? If you're listening live and not watching us on the webinar, it's mm -hmm. legacybuilder.coach, legacybuilder.coach. Tell us what we'll find there. 
Yeah, so we offer a couple different things. I offer inside of there, I offer what we call a triage call. So we do a 15 minute call. I do it personally. Um, I love to talk to entrepreneurs, um, business owners, doctors, attorneys, insurance salespeople. I love sales teams, um, you know, real estate investors. And I offer this triage call because I, I love to talk about big, high level problems that people are dealing with. For me, it's just a matter of, you know, meeting cool people, seeing what their issues are, seeing if there's something we can help them with on that call. Um, it's a service call, 100%, trying to serve the community and see if we can make some great introductions. And then ultimately, if coaching becomes something that is something that, that, that they're looking for or they can add to their repertoire, um, you know, that can help them, you know, provide more value to their to their to their business and their lifestyle. It's something we can have a discussion about. It's not a sales call, but I offer a triage call to anyone who wants to hop on for 15 minutes and talk about their life and business. Um, and there's also a ton of other free, you know, downloads and all different tips and tricks and things that we can offer on, on that uh, site as well. I love it. Legacy Builder dot coach. And I know you're big on Instagram, on Facebook. And so it's joeevangelist.com all spelled mm -hmm. out. No period. It's literally nope. dot com. So his you last name is spelled E V A N G E L I S T I and then D O T C O M. You also can of course see this live on our Facebook page anytime as well. And you're on all the platforms. Well, Joe, we love to ask a kind of wrap up question. What mm -hmm. does rise up for you mean to you? Great question. What does it mean to you? What does rise up for you mean to you? That's a great question. I'll throw it back on you, Lauren. Okay. Nobody ever does that, but I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, for me, I love that image of rising tides lifts all the boats in the harbor. Yeah. yeah I was in Chicago recently and just, you know, down there. I mean, just that imagery. So for me, it means emotional intelligence. It means yep. having good self-awareness, self-management. So then I can have social awareness and relationship management. And the better that I get as an individual, it affects my family, my community, everyone I serve, you know, through the business. And who knows what kind of ripple it has. But at the end of the day, it's me first. <laughs> Rise yep. up for me. And then that will eventually lead to greater energy with you and with everyone else that we talk with. I love it. I love it. So when I watched the intro for this, there was all the uh, the ocean beach scene. And I was thinking of, of the sunrise, which I'm a like massive fan of is I, I'm an early riser. I'm a morning person. And I and whenever I possibly can, it's to watch a sunrise on the beach. So that's immediately what I thought of was rise up, rise mm -hmm. up, see the sunrise, start your day. Um, yeah. But I, I love I love the analogy you just use as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. How you get started in the day and that intentionality each mm -hmm. day leads into the month, which leads into the year, which leads into you being clear on where you're going. But Joe, it was so awesome to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, what a great conversation. Thank you for joining us today. If you're listening to us in real time, it's November 2021. And we have a special, special little something for all of our listeners. We want to let you know that December 1st, 2021, we're doing a 30 day challenge. Why wait till January to start living your best life? Let's finish the year strong. If you want the link to register, text challenge to 949 416 0671. That's 949-416-0671. Text the word challenge and you'll get the link. And if you want, check out my Instagram. I might even have a discount code for you. Well, I'm Lauren Sweeney. Thank you for joining us today. And we will see you next time on the Become Your Best podcast and webinar series.